0: Welcome to Incremental's infamous podcast show, Podrick the Podcast. Today's episode features Ben Yeager, VP EMEA at Moloko. Ben is a veteran in our industry and I've known him many years. He's a real thought leader expert in our world, having been in the media side as well as the attribution side. The episode today is part of our orchestrating measurement series, where we follow up on the white paper we've recently published, speaking with some of the people who shape our industry about how to measure marketing in today's world especially given the loss of user-level data for tracking, attribution, and sometimes even targeting. This episode is hosted by myself, Maor Sadra, and Hadar Telem, Director of Business Product Operations at Incremental. But before we dive into this exciting discussion, make sure you subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode again. We have a wealth of knowledge, insights, and inspiration lined up for you. So without further ado, let's start the interview about the Measurement Orchestra with Ben.
1: Ben, how lovely to have you here today with us.
2: It's so good to be here. Um, Very, very happy to see your faces again. I I wish it would be in real life, but I'll take the video for now.
0: It's crazy. I, I, I was actually thinking about it. How long do we actually know one another? I remember the first time I met you, pretty sure it was a Gamescom or something. You had red jeans.
1: Yeah, that's this a random a thing sponsor, to remember.
2: <laughs> sponsor pay days. That was, we had, uh, so so be, before Fiber, which is now part of Digital Turbine or DT these days, if it, it was called Sponsor Pay and, and the company logo was red. And Johannes Heinzer, one of our industry veterans, um, had the great idea we couldn't afford a big booth but we would be like a virtual moving booth. So all of us got some, we went to H&M and bought red pants and we all walked around um, the shows wearing red pants so we would be recognizable, which I believe was a good marketing stunt for the fact that you still remember it, which <laughs> I believe is more than 10 years ago.
0: So. <laughs> yeah, come on. Upli- People remember Appli for the Orange. I still have those crazy yes. shiny jumpers in my house. There you go.
1: Yeah, so Ben, why won't you? Uh, why won't you introduce yourself to our audience? Who you are? Where are you coming from?
2: Sure. So I'm Ben. Um, I'm uh, currently the uh, VP for EMEA, um at Moloco. As as you heard, um, I've I've been in the space for quite some time now, uh, more than ten years. Previously, and and when I say the space, I mean specifically app performance marketing. Um, My career in this field started at a company which was SponsorPay. And then I spent um, a very big stint at AppsFlyer for almost seven years. um, And now celebrating my one year at Moloko. And I guess it makes sense to also tell you what Moloko does for those that don't know um we are a performance well, we we are more things than just a performance um app dsp but for the, this audience i think um performance app dsp describes us um best and we basically help you to acquire new users in a profitable way that's what we
0: so Ben, um when you when you switch to uh, to moloko i immediately reached out um and one of the things that like we see, you know, following Apple's ATT, okay, my assumption would be that companies who actually relied on third-party data for optimization would be massively affected. Moloko isn't. Neg- Moloco is doing really well. We see it on our side as well. Like uh, we just yeah. um, we're releasing some kind of a benchmarking, and Moloko is definitely in like rocking at uh, in the top of the charts. What is Molokot doing that other DSPs aren't doing that makes them stand out that you can share?
2: Yeah, I, I think fortunately, I I am not technically enough, uh, good enough to share anything that I can't couldn't share. So I think everything that I know is shareable, um, uh, which which is that we um, have built. An, we is an exaggeration. the 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 team at Moloco um have built an exact uh, a, a an infrastructure which allows um us to process every single bid request we receive um, in a cost effective manner. And this allows Moloko to search and um, bid for uh, impressions that others do not even consider because they pre-filter those um, from their bid stream in order to save infrastructure costs. so I think that's one key component. So it's less, uh, we can talk about the models and the efficiency and, and how we are able to then identify and find good users. But I think as a first secret source, which is not so secret, is the fact that um, we are able just to Um, process many more bid requests than others which you can see when 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 looking at where we buy from the the list of publishers because we're fully transparent um dsp we share all the data um that that we have with with our um, advertisers they see that when uh, moloco buys much much broader so we we don't find don't go after certain publisher country combinations because we we found gold there and then try and exploit everything that is available in this combination but we just really look um on a user level where we believe uh value lies and then um try and extract it
0: but again just to follow up on that so the user level data a lot of it disappeared and Actually, again, yeah. a lot of companies would have assumed that Moloco has an unfair disadvantage when you compare it to SDK networks or SDK SSPs who are basically also operating as ad networks. But still, Moloco is really outshining many others.
2: Yeah, um, and that's, that that's then then goes into um, the the other part. So the one is the ability to actually process all of this data, um, in a cost efficient way um, and then the the next step is to actually extract and 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 discern um what could potentially be a good user and i think uh that's wh- when it comes to the boundaries of of not, not of my ability not my willingness to share but the the ability to share how these models work because i i actually believe that um not many people even within Moloko know exactly how it works, which is the power of this advanced machine learning to use data, a lot of data, but then also um, uh, you're saying less, lesser data, right? Because in in an IRS environment, lesser data, but um, on mass and then still finding uh, patterns and, and understanding uh, what could potentially be a good user? and and that is the 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 power of uh, being a truly machine learning company with now we're, we're a bit over six hundred employees, more than half of which are um ML engineers, data scientists, and product people. So that that that's when it really um apparently pays off. yeah, on
1: uh, that sense. Apple is about to kind of uh, in the upcoming spring release privacy manifest in which advertiser will essentially have to declare if they're working with any SDKs that ha- allow fingerprinting and which um, in order to get approved by the app store, do you think that this will affect Moloko in any way? Or like, is it just business as usual for you?
2: No, I, 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 I think it would be, Foolish to believe um, any yeah. of these big industry changes are, could be perceived as business as usual. Um, the fact is that that I think it, it it really depends on on how it's going to be implemented. The privacy manifest there is, for example, the aspect of IP address, which is unclear whether it's part of I privacy manifest. As far as I know, my latest um, uh, knowledge is that IP is not part of this, and um, and then the question is: okay, if, if IP is available, and and uh, companies are still uh, doing probabilistic modeling, um, uh, which yeah uh, allows um, a lot of the activity that is going on today then the question is, how does that really impact? How does that change? How does it move the needle and so on? So it's a bit nuanced. We don't know yet exactly how it's been implemented, how it's going to be enforced. Um, and yes, and how the, the, the different players and stakeholders in the market will act. Um,
1: yeah. Maybe it's more about what is uh, probabilistic and what is fingerprinting, and kind of putting the nuances about what is the differences and what is actually enforced. And um, yeah, yeah, I think this is uh, about to define, like bound to be defined. And uh, but it's nice to hear an honest answer.
0: And I I think you segme you segued into my next question um so again you you've been in the space and you you're pretty aware of what's going on and i'm i'm assuming you also see a surge of interest in different methodologies okay there's incrementality huh uh-huh, and there's mmm that you probably also what what is what is your view or also Molko's view over these methodologies which are very advertiser centric
2: yeah yeah i i we are hugely supportive of um trying to discern uh value like one of our core values is the our the aim to create real value in the market um and and it's questionable and you've been um very uh, a loud proponent of the fact that uh last click attribution is possibly uh, not the best way to to actually um determine value creation. And I think um I, I, I think that that if you assume last click attribution um will give you all the answers, I think you're missing a trick and a fairly big trick. Um, th- that, uh, that said, it provided um at least a level level playing field and 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 um a there was alignment um across the industry and the different stakeholders what what is uh yeah what what um an install is and who it should be attributed to and where the value was created and this alignment was very powerful to drive i think this industry forward and growth um in, in the industry now, does that give you the full truth? And I, I don't think so. And I think complementing um, last click attribution, probabilistic attribution with uh, more of a top-down view such as incrementality um, is 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 the right way to go about it. And specifically as uh, as, as you will know um, to, uh, to to determine, a uh, real value creation versus uh, just smoke and mirrors.
0: I'll add by the way, and this is again, uh, like a little bit of a teaser, but uh, like our teams have been working together. We have a couple, we have quite a few shared customers. And what is cool is that some of the shared customers essentially allowed us to share insights with Moloko over Moloko's performance when it's generating positive, incremental, great performance. Also, when we are seeing a discrepancy between attribution and incrementality because our view of the world today is when we see such a thing, attribution reported, X conversions, incrementality shows less, our view is not to tell to the customer, hey, uh, you need to take action, close this. Our view is no, share it with the customer because there is no way for the DSP to actually know if the conversions they're getting attributed for are incremental or not.
2: Mm -hmm. Absolutely and 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 we are um very much focused on on driving incrementality because again that is uh on, only with incremental um uplift can you actually uh is is value creation in my mind
0: yeah what is cool to see is that again we do see you guys with a lot of customers and I know that again, we don't use videos in the podcast at all, but uh, we can narrate what I'm showing you. So we've actually just did an analysis over gaming. Okay. I know that gaming is a very strong vertical for you. And yes. Moloko shows up not just in the top, it shows up in the top very large players with first party user data, uh, first party user level data. So it's yes. really cool to see it's yes. very impressive again very very impressive you know we see a lot of spend we see a lot of spend on everywhere we see trends we see successful incrementality we see terrible
2: incrementality it's pretty impressive awesome thank you thank you for the validation um it it, it it is very important for me um that that we are true to our word. and and i think we want, and our team knows that this is. Uh, we we want to advise um, customers also to stop spending with us if we don't deliver um, incremental um, value. Um, but in order to do so, and in, in order to really understand whether um, a channel is driving incremental value, it's it's. Uh, not not super trivial um, when it comes to user acquisition. On the retargeting side, incrementality is a bit yeah. easier, um, yeah. but on the user acquisition side, it's it 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 is less trivial. Um, and then great companies like yourself uh, make make it easier. Um, and 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 we we also uh, do our bit to try and um, try and show what it is that we are doing in terms of value creation.
1: Yeah, I think that um, we all kind of agree that there is no like just one uh, source of truth for uh, measurement. You said it yourself. Uh, You also need to kind of be looking at incrementality and other views. But how would you advise kind of uh, your customers or even internally to look at different sources of uh, truth in order to kind of get to a decision?
2: I'm not sure I have... uh... A definitive answer to be honest uh and it it depends um on your uh financial uh planning on on your monetization um model it depends on um your technical ability uh, it depends on the life cycle of 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 your app business um so there's I, I think there's there's no one size fits all answer uh which I'm not sure this is 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 very helpful um but i i I do think uh that as you said um all of these different measurement approaches have uh th- their their um uh i want to say a german word daseinsberechtigung um which is uh, the, the the they have um a a right to exist and they uh, they it 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 makes sense to use them when when appropriate so i think for example um getting real time um postbacks and making Uh, making decisions in in real time is is really crucial to drive value Um, but then cross-checking that with incrementality um, makes a lot of sense right so so i can't removing one or uh, or the other is 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 not the best advice so i i i think um we would have to look at your business we would uh, have to look at your ca- technical capabilities, um, and 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 your goals um, for this moment in time, and then uh, help you uh, define a best best practice um, uh, approach.
0: By the way, you you in a way you apologize for not giving a precise or a, a single answer. This is the right answer what you gave. And by Definitely. the way, this is this is what we're hearing with other interviews as well, and. You know, in all honesty, marketing is complex. Marketing is not a deterministic data-driven science where you can easily just factor your figures and look at a bunch of data points and make sense and all of it is going to line up correctly, okay? You cannot just deduplicate. And in a way, what ATT forced people, okay, what this like privacy-centric move forced people to do is to start thinking like actual marketers. Mm -hmm which is not bad. Let's face it. Yes. Yes.
1: Actual marketers and have like better understanding of their own data. Like you have to learn to understand deeper, like what are you looking at? What are my internal KPIs? Why are they set in the way they are set? What is the right business logic to be making decisions such as budget planning on? Um, If I'm looking on several kind of Metrics on which cases they make sense. There is no one size fits all. I totally agree, and I think uh, those changes require all of us to be more professional, whether or not uh, we are marketers or analysts or decision makers.
2: Yeah, yeah, and and the good news is it means that there's um, there th- there seems to be uh the, the human judgment and component in this in this role of of marketing and piecing these puzzle together uh it, it's it, we're not yet being replaced by uh machines I don't mm-hmm. see that anytime soon
0: so I cannot retire yet
2: <laughs> not not quite yet but
0: okay so you mentioned puzzle I'm gonna use that as a segue to my next uh, question now we one of the things I've started picking up on is that a lot of ad platforms, including the big ones, okay, Facebook, Google, and so on, they're all essentially going ahead with algorithmic attribution to claim conversions. Okay, so means SKN network told me I generated twenty. My own logic said I generated two hundred. Okay, now I'm seeing this pattern happening with a lot of companies, which again makes sense for people to be able to claim. On the other hand, comes the advertiser sums up the reports from 17 different networks or platforms and ends up with a number that makes absolutely no sense for them. I'm seeing this creating some kind of a tear between demand and supply in the next year because I think this is what is happening. I wanted to hear, again, what's your view of this? Do you feel the same? And do you, if you do, do you see any solutions? If you don't, why not?
2: I think that's where the alignment piece that I earlier mentioned when it came to um, last uh, touch attribution um, was very powerful. And I think that is definitely missing. It's created this fragmentation It created um, uh, room for people to, uh, and, and, and yeah, the demand side solutions to, to, to be born and, and um to be justifiable in, in in some some sense, right? Because you you also said you can understand why why these um, big um, players are doing that, because probably scan is not uh, close enough to reality from their perspective, but also in just objective um, truth is is just not it's just not good enough. Um, now. D- the, the solution is to, to create some alignment again. And there we need, um, uh, I, I, I think that's where a third party, um, is, 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 is required. Um, that, that is, is objective. And, and I think MMPs, um, had this role. I don't know, um, I I do believe we have no intention of replacing MNPs or doing our grading our own homework. That's the last thing that we want to do. But in a world where we are forced to do it or where the alternatives are terrible, we will try and provide um, some kind of measurement that that we believe um, is closer to reality than than the alternatives um, that are available. That is that is not to say that um, we we are doing that today, but I think eventually I, I can see um, the, the this tear uh, getting worse until we have that um, yeah uh, one instance uh, one one um, referee that 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 is deciding uh, mm-hmm. and and I think it is in everyone's interest to to, to uh, restore that uh reality and I don't know if if the uh, operating systems have the ability nor the uh, uh to, to 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 be that party
0: for sure if uh, look if Apple wanted to be the referee they could have easily been the referee 12 or 13 years ago just by allowing UTM parameters um yeah. I don't know why but again it it seems that again part of it has to do with privacy and tracking and interest and so on part of it maybe has to do with the fact that when the iPhone came out first it didn't have an app store and when the app store came out it was mostly paid like i think it was like 90 yeah. plus percent were paid apps and then freemium came so i don't know like you know if we had to rewind history we probably could have done it differently better and the world would be a lot nicer, cleaner, more organized today. But
2: but we are yeah. where we are. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, can I ask you how you think about this uh, future? So
0: again, I also I, I completely agree with what you said. And I also think that, again, it's, it's logical and fair for any ad platform out there to now be developing their own modeling to basically be able to claim, hey, this is the value I believe I generated based on my own modeling. It makes sense. People are doing it. It's not just unavoidable, it's needed. Otherwise, you cannot target. You cannot optimize if you only rely rely on SKA network, which is, again, you see it, the percent of organics, like supposed organics on iOS, suddenly grew massively in the last two years. Nothing changed. It's just the attribution is kind of sucky. Uh, No, so I completely think it's fair. Um, Obviously, incremental is fighting to become that referee. But we both know that it's like a very, very, very competitive market. A lot of people are going to be fighting for this referee spot. There is no clear winner at this point. I think in the next year, it's going to get like, a, the tear will be bigger rather than smaller. You know, two, three years from now, I think there will be a pretty clear standards on like, what is the way to do proper measurement, um, with the fact that Again, ad platforms will do algorithmic attribution in order to claim and optimize. I think that eventually
1: also, like, if you want to become this referee, uh, every company who wants to do it has to also provide some transparency in the kind of the way it got to the decision it got. I think this would be the way to kind of gain trust from users, whether they're publishers or ad networks. Uh, And I think that uh, as incremental, we do really think this is a as a high value uh, of providing transparency even today, even without being the referee. Uh, and I think it's a, also an important factor that is kind of going away. Um, when you are using more kind of um, probabilistic methods, you're kind of losing the transparency in the way that, or using more even machine learning and AI in order to kind of get to conclusions. Um, so I think that this is also some part that needs to be considered um, when making a decision about a tool how much can you really understand what's going on behind the scenes and of course not everything could be understood uh, and that makes perfect sense but i think that we ought to strive for some transparency uh, for our users
2: yes yes transparency and choice i think are Mm -hmm. uh, uh, key components of also our decision making and product design philosophy um so' uh, very much aligned I'm I'm thinking um that, that, that Ma you you brought up a really uh, also important um aspect about the fact that often in this in this talk about uh, moving towards a privacy first world and, and attribution breaking that 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 th- there is two sides right there's one which is the um ability to effectively target and the other is then to measure and, and understand and, and look at the results and and we, we've very much been focused on the the measurement and the results side but actually the ability to effectively uh find the right users and create value is is the the is possibly the more important and and endangered um, uh, aspect and that's where your initial question came in like how do we do it in uh with with less data um but that's that that is uh that that is really really important to to bear in mind when thinking about this topic because like if we can just do measurement and we cannot uh, create value um, by because we've, we, we, we've lost the ability to effectively target and find uh, the right users, the best measurement in the world is not going to help us.
1: Yeah, well, <laughs> in that uh, note, we are kind of uh, at the end of our interview here um, and we are in the fun part. So <laughs> you probably heard this question um, or at least our audience has. So if you would be playing in an uh, orchestra, what instrument would you be playing this is marketing orchestration podcast for you <laughs> <laughs>
2: um can, can i say can i can i be the conductor is that no, no. Yes. Nice. no
1: he can <laughs> i was looking for someone to say that he wants to be the conductor why no, but- not
0: of course okay. he can
1: yeah, he can. Okay. I was waiting for someone ah, to Ah, okay. That. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you got it. March. It's yours. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thank you. cool. Uh, cool. Super happy to have you uh, with that super interesting conversation. Thank you so much for your time.
2: It was my pleasure. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Thank you. <laughs> cool. Thank you. <laughs>